Hi, this is Peter Rivera, and I'm the original drummer and lead singer of the group Rare Earth. We've had a long career, 50 years. We've played all over the world. We've recorded many, many albums and lots of hit singles. I'm going to talk about them all. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the stories. Well, we started to put together a new project, and we had gone and secured Tom Beard's uh, agreement to do another album. And uh, so we began uh, putting together the One World album. Now, around Motown, every, everything was out in Los Angeles now. So, so Motown was a pretty big community, and meeting people and seeing people in the, in, at, the, at the studio and in the offices, you never knew who the heck was who, who were, who were writers, producers, there were just people everywhere. And of course, we met a lot of them, and a lot of them we didn't. And it was just, you know, uh, kind of a funny time getting used to the other people in the company because that was Motown, and we were not Motown. We were Motown, but we weren't Motown. We were this self-contained group that was kind of outside of the box. We were still with Motown, contracts signed, dollar bills come in, they take them. So that was Motown. <laughs> so it was time for us to get going on another project. And, and uh, around Motown, like I was telling you, there were lots of people you didn't know who they were, and writers. Uh, there were two writers there. They called them Nick and Dino. It was it was Dino Ficaris and Nick Nick uh, Zesis. Yeah. Well, Dino and Nick, uh, you know, we kind of knew about them a little bit. Tom knew them. Tom Baird knew them very well. And they had supplied songs for a few other acts at Motown, and they got different songs of theirs recorded on on uh, some of the Motown's albums with some of the artists. And so Tom said, uh, hey, this Nick and Dino, they got a couple of things that I'd like to show you. Okay, great, let's, let's do that. Well, they came down to the studio and Tom sat at a piano and, and they stood on either side of him and they were gonna sing this song that they had written. So, you know, it was new to Tom too, so he kind of found a little groove on the piano and they started singing. And we thought, well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, none of us were bowled over. And they sang that, uh, I just want to celebrate. And we were not going to record it because we already had our mind set on a few other songs. So, you know, thanks, Nick and Dino. Uh, we'll call you. Okay, so. So some time went by. We were in the studio working on a few songs. And one night, uh, Tom says, Hey, man, what about that song from Nick and Dino, that celebrate thing? 
And we said, well, yeah, that, that could be good, you know, maybe it could be good. And so we started playing around with it and decided to have a go of it for a whole night in the studio. So we came in and we started up like we always do, getting warm, getting loose. And after a, a while, a few hours, we had the track to I Just Want to Celebrate. The night we recorded the track, we were kind of out of time. It was late. We were burnt out. So we weren't going to do any vocals or anything like that. So The next day, we were going to do the lead vocal. And I kind of knew the song, had the lyrics there. I'd kind of been over it a few times to understand kind of where it was going. And I came to the studio uh, probably about an hour, hour and a half earlier than Tom or anybody else. And uh, so I told the engineer, I said, why don't you throw that tape on? I said, I'm fool around a little bit. So he did, and it was just me in the control room and him, and I was trying this, trying that. So I was singing, uh, you know, uh, I just want to celebrate, yeah, yeah, and 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 going into the verses and everything. And Tom walked in, and I was pretty much almost done with what I was going to do at that time. And Tom came in, and he goes, yeah, man, yeah, I'm digging it, I'm digging this, I'm digging this. So all of a sudden, boom, here we were. It was We were doing the vocal, and we were, I'm glad I had gone in ahead of time because I had practiced working out what I thought might be kind of cool. And fortunately for me, Tom loved it when he heard it. He said, that's, that's what we want to get. Let's, let's go. So we were still warm, went into that vocal and, and got that lead vocal done. And then I don't really remember if the background did it that night or if we came back in the next night for that background singing. And, uh, couple of sweetening guitar things so we had celebrate okay slide that one over also uh, Tom kind of liked these two songs that I had started with Tony Clark so I pulled them out one's called the seed and the other one is called if I die well it was decided that we're going to do both songs and we used the same idea that we had when we were working with Tony Clark. <clears throat> but Tom came to the rescue and made some changes that were just great. He did a fantastic job. And uh, the song, The Seed, to this day, uh, is my favorite guitar solo by Ray Manette on The Seed. And we started writing some songs and at the same time we were writing songs we were realizing that you know here we are it's our fourth fourth album we're starting and we've kind of been good boys and done what we were supposed to do in the first second third albums so now the guys were trying to get their songs out there and there became a little tension about, well, you know, 
it was hard as a singer to look at one of the other guys who also sings and say, no, you know, I think we should do this song and not that one. Oh, that one. Be, you wrote that one? Yeah, I don't think we should do that one. It's very hard to say that kind of stuff because none of us wanted battles or fights, but we were so close to them all the time, it was starting to bother us. Anyways, we managed to come up with material, and I came up with an idea, and I said, look, guys, we're a group, we're all for one, we're team player, everything. So on the One World album, people might notice that there's probably six or seven songs that was written by everybody in the band. So what happened is, is my two songs, The Seed and If I Die, I gave the writing to everyone in the band so we were equal. You know, equal, equal, equal. That was a big thing with us, man, is, is uh, wanted everything equal. Because I believe that that's the way to keep a good thing going on without people feeling like they're getting their toes stepped on or egos or anything. So anyways, on the One World album, that's what you see if you look at the songs. It's all... Everybody in the band wrote them, which is fine. It's cool, you know. Now it's a hundred years later, and you look back and go, "Well, you know, if I had it to do over again, I probably would have made a different decision." But it's okay because at that time, we were into doing that. So there you go. We wanted to uh, try a favorite song of mine called "What I Say." Ray Charles originally recorded it. it was his first big record and to this day it's still an amazing fun tune so we worked it out in the studio of what we were going to do on what I say and uh, it was totally different than the record but gee we had a great time doing it and uh, decided to, to do that and, and Tom was there helping us out and it was really a good thing John had written a song called Any Man Can Be a Fool. And so we decided, you know, that would be a good one to put on the, on the record. And then also there was a song called Under God's Light, which was really, uh, I should have told you about this, but Mark Olson uh, was now in the band at Keyboards. And he had written Under God's Light, and that, that was on the One World album too. And also, I want to talk about this album because there were some changes. When Rodney, Rod Richards, was let go from the band, I talked about Raymondette, a guitar player in Detroit, came with us and he was just phenomenal. Well, months later, Kenny Fulsick decided he was, he was leaving. So he, he took off. And we were thinking about keyboard players, and so this is when we got Mark Olson, when we were going into this One World album. So now Mark and Ray were in the band. And, uh, you know, everything was going along real well. We had no problems. You know, from time to time while I'm doing these... Uh, remembering all these stories to tell. 
things pop into my mind that may or may not be within the timeline frame of, of the whole journey. So I do want to talk to you about them and tell you a little bit about some of these things that happen. And, and uh, so I'm going to just do that for a little bit. We were out on the road doing shows and, and promoting, and we got a call to go to Randall's Island, which is an island just off of uh, Harlem, New York. And we went to the island to do this show. There were several bands going to be on this show. The site of the show was in a coliseum, small coliseum, but still coliseum, you know, oval-shaped, like a football field at college. And and one end zone was the stage. And, of course, the people were out there in the stadium. So somebody, I don't remember who played first on the show, and then we were going to be the second act. Well, there was some unrest going on in that stadium. Uh, people were upset because people who had spent extra money to sit closer to the stage were suddenly not able to go closer to the stage because the people way in the back had come forward. And so there was some tension starting about that. And we could hear the crowd. They were yelling, rip off, rip off, rip off. And, oh my God, what, what's going on here? So we went on the stage to do our set. And I don't know how the heck the road crew set up everything, but they got everything set up. We went out there and did our first song. During the song, I kind of looked over to my right, down off the stage, about 10, 12 feet down. There was a guy with one of these big, two-foot-long flashlights. And he's beating the head of another guy that's on the ground. And I'm looking at this, and I'm wondering, what is going on? And immediately, you could feel that this stadium was really pissed. So the people started coming up on stage. And I had about 10, 12 people standing around my drums. Now we're playing a song. And I can't even see Ray or Mike or Gil or Mark. I can't see them because there's so many people on stage that they're blocking the view. I still hear the music coming. I don't know how that's happened. But they're beating on my drums with their hands. And I thought to myself, you know, if I play the drums and I hit somebody on the knuckles with my stick, I might be causing myself a whole lot of trouble. One, two, three. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Peter Rivera, original lead singer-drummer of Rare Earth, and I really appreciate that you've listened to these podcasts. I hope you come back and check out more. I've got a lot ahead of us and a lot of the story for you, so come on back and hang with me for a while. I bring you flowers, baby, because you're the best. 
I'm gonna treat you so much better than all the rest. I pull the chair out for you, open and close the door. 